Yep, we're just gonna do this old school. Hey, old school's good. Yeah, it's actually not a bad, um, it's not a bad way of doing things, the old Google voice. No, I've been, I've been, uh, trying to figure out that because, uh, on our podcast, I found a guy who I can only reach by landline and he found giant bones in his, on his farm. He dug them up. So, uh, I need to figure out a way to get him on the show. <laughs> Google, Google Voice, dude. That's the easiest way. Yeah, I know. But I got to be able to patch it to Luke and me all through Zoom. So I'm trying to figure it all out. You know oh, I mean? that might be tough. I, got, I know, I know yeah. a lot, like my buddy, um, I don't think he still does this, but my buddy uh, Dave from Dopey for the first like pretty much the the entirety of the podcast the way he recorded interviews was like straight up uh on his cell phone speaker phone up to the mic <laughs> dude you know it's it's there's nothing wrong with that my my brother-in-law was just telling me about his buddy who has a podcast and he started a sports podcast and he's just going through the white pages finding ex sports stars and just calling them on the phone and interviewing and I think it's awesome. Wait, they still have white pages? They still have phone books? Oh, you cut out. Oh, man. <laughs> cut out again? No, you're good now. Okay. Uh, I think for like nine bucks, you can get whitepages.com. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Which is kind of creepy. Uh, so does he? How does he know the names of this? I guess he just knows the names of sports yeah, stars. Yeah, he just knows. He just knows the name, their names. Is he cold calling them? Because that's great. He just he just cold calls them, and I told him like he should just roll with it. He's like, no, he sets up an interview, and then he and he calls him back later. Yeah. So so Luke and I were talking about just like just literally calling people and getting like you know B list celebrities just calling him like, Hey, you want this is blurry creatures. We want to talk to you about Bigfoot. You got, you know, and just go with it. But, um, that would be I pretty awesome. People... <laughs> well, you could do it. You, you could know, do a, you could do a whole podcast just called cold calls where you just call just any, <clears throat> just anyone just be like, Hey, what's up, man? You're on the show. Like what's going on? Yeah. I know. It's kind of like, if you pretend you have to sort of pretend, well, I think what he does is he pretends he's the booking agent. And so Perfect. they think it's like a big, they think it's a big deal. Oh. And then you can pretend like then you can pretend like you're live and you can be like, Okay, we're gonna be live in fifteen minutes. Do you have time and you you wanna come on the show or do you wanna not you wanna you wanna reschedule? You know what I mean? Oh, that's um that's totally how I got guests, except via via my email. But yeah, I totally pretended to be a booking <laughs> agent and pretended that the show was this huge thing and like yeah, just complete bullshit. And it's so funny that like that's all that's all sometimes you need is just to like pretend like you're something big. And then you actually, then you just keep leveraging the big person that you get to get the next person. It's <laughs> dude. I got, I got Sherwood a uh, showcase with drive through records back in the day doing that. Um, how'd you do that? I pretended I was one of their street team kids. No way. I was emailing Richard, the owner of Drive Through Records, and I was like, "Dude, this band sure where they're blowing up." And he's like, "Really?" <laughs> who? So who? Was, I I've been I've been pulling that card for a long time. Who um who was the band that uh 
that just like stayed in the parking lot of um was it tooth and nail or or there's something it might have been emory or someone emory adjacent but they like just they just chilled in the parking lot until they were able to play for them for the a&r people oh really yeah no way it it's might have like, been that sounds like something emory would have done it sucks that like th- like those days are gone you know what i mean like yeah there's so there's so much content and there's so much good content and there's so many good people out there it's like i don't understand like how anyone sets themselves apart except for like blind luck or like getting viral on something or like you know even, even justin bieber people forget that he just straight up posted youtube videos and that's how he got famous yeah yeah well i mean it's 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 just the platforms you know multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and now you don't even know how many platforms there are so you know yeah i'm talking to um did you yeah you talked to dan smots from uh the system is down right yeah i've been on his show i think at least once so maybe twice I'm I'm talking to him next week because he got he's like he got banned from Facebook and he got he's one more he's like one more violation away from being permanently banned from YouTube and he said that he started his own social media and it's like going really well. So I'm, what does that mean? I don't know. Like he started his own like Facebook type thing. I think. Gab. Is that what it's called? No, I mean that's so. The next Facebook is is Gab. Oh, have you been on? Have you been on Gab? No. How is that like newer than Parlor? Yeah, it's actually really hard. Yeah, it's it's bigger than Parlor. I think it's really hard to start a social media network. Like the owner is, you might not like him. He's pretty overt Christian, which is um, fine with me. Now I'm I have. I have like no more church PTSD, so I don't it doesn't bother me anymore, but it would have a couple of years ago. But he's like pretty libertarian. Okay. Um, but he's always posting about that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you come from the bad Christian space where there's a lot of jaded people, but he's seems like a good guy. He's just super free speech, started gab, um, they had their servers pulled on them years ago, like Parler did. Um, but starting a website, especially starting a social media site, sounds pretty crazy. So yeah, all the all all power to you. <laughs> well, that's like it sounds like you're up against the deep state and all hell that comes with that. You know. So. Well, that's what. So, dude, I was just like re- like waxing nostalgic about the internet the other day and like i remember losing just at like literal like dozens of hours of time and just searching the web and like there was a million sites you would go to and you just find like random angel fire hosting sites or like you know just yeah and now there's like four websites and that's it you know what i'm saying like what the hell happened uh, i guess it sucks now the internet is terrible now 
Well, I mean, and that's where that's probably why where I've I've gone a little bit more conservative lately because when you start peeling back the onion layers, you're like, damn, like they're shutting. I mean, and this all comes from like I was in the I was like right in the MySpace era. Like I I was behind the scenes there a little bit. I saw a little bit how they ran their operation. We were you know, obviously we signed. Tell me about Sherwood. that. Give me give me the MySpace. Well, <laughs> well, Sherwood signed to MySpace Records. Um, did you know that? I did know that. I don't know if you've talked okay. about it on here though. Did you I meet I Tom? Talked about it. I mean, Tom signed our band, so like we, uh, yeah, I hung out with Tom. I mean, um, no, way. I was, yeah, I mean, I was fairly. I, I wouldn't say I was friends with Tom, but I, I was friends with Tom. He was my first friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just saying that when I came out of my mouth, I was just like, oh man, that's a loaded. That's, oh, a yeah. that's a softball. Appreciate statement. that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like I could like email Tom and he would like say, Oh yeah. You know, and he would come to the shows and he would hang out with us. He, I have hung out with Tom maybe six or seven times and he was really, he's actually a really cool guy. Um, um, he was always bringing like cute Asian girls to the shows. That was his thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was always like backstage, like, but he was a really uh, genuine guy. He put us on Warp Tour the first year. He let us play the MySpace stage. He like bought our catering for that summer, which I want to say was pretty expensive, just as a gesture. Like, hey, I like your band. I want to sign you guys. I'll put you on my stage, and I'll drop like twenty five grand on your catering for the summer. That's and awesome. Yeah, just like just to hope to sign our band, and we ended up signing with him, but. Very got us a bunch of free stuff, really cool. But we got to see the inner workings of MySpace. MySpace was, in my opinion, very. It wasn't like Facebook, where like Mark Zuckerberg's probably controlled by like some cyborg. He's probably gone to the you know the the Illuminati meetings, and they've injected him with alien DNA, and now he's running the world, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the all the theories of like how weird it gets with. Uh, what do they call that meeting when they go to the all the important people? Oh, what? not what Bohemian, Bohemian not Bohemian Grove. There's some meeting where they all come together and yeah, it's at that island. Kind of, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I can't remember, but the ca- he's definitely Tom didn't make it to the island. I don't think. Okay. What is that called? That's I mean that's like a real thing you're talking about where it's yeah. like the the, yeah. the it's like twelve or something like the Council of Nicaea yeah. is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just I, all I can think of is that quote from uh, so I married an axe murderer Dad how can you hate the Colonel <laughs> did you did you like that movie I did you I haven't seen one? it yeah like uh, that was totally uh. Mike Myers doing Fat Bastard before Austin Powers, where he's like, look at yeah. this. He's going to go cry yeah. himself to sleep on his huge pillow. Dude, that, that was like the era of Mike Myers. It was great, but he he, he hinted at like Colonel Sanders being part of the uh, the elite people who can run the world and made a joke about that. That was my first introduction. And then now I'm doing a conspiracy podcast, I guess. So... <laughs> To go um, back to Dan Smots, though, that's why I don't want to start a YouTube channel because I think we'll get scrubbed too. So I'm trying to, I'm trying, 
I don't know. I'm hesitant to build it because you build it and then they just take you down. Like, yeah. And it's not to protect other people. It's to protect, protect themselves, really. That's what it is. Well, uh, and I think – so I I am willing to – I don't even necessarily – I think uh, – You're not weird enough. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what I was going to say, but – um, I did say though when Dan was talking about, he was like, "Yeah, I got pulled." I was like, "He's like, can I come on your show?" I was like, "I mean, are you gonna get me banned, bro? Like, I don't know. Like, are you like untouchable now?" <laughs> and he was like, "No, what you're he, fine as long as it's audio." Banned? Wait, what? What did he do to get banned? Um, I think he got banned. It's like I don't even want to do. I don't even want to say it. Cause <laughs> what if I get banned? I think it was because it. I think it was because of a Pizzagate video he did. I think that was uh, that was the first thing. I think I could be wrong. I guess I'm gonna find out. Yeah, yeah. Watch me get banned just from saying that. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, we've said weirder on our show. I think, and so far, but yeah. I did read an article that they're trying to crack down on you on podcast next, which really is. Well, that's just it's just <sighs> yeah, whatever. It's just dumb. It's like. Like, cause that that's another thing I I used to remember when it was the Wild West was YouTube. Like YouTube used to be the shit. Like there was some crazy, awesome, weird stuff on there. And now it's nothing but children opening toys. Well, I mean, and this is, and this is why, I, I, you know, I got a little. I know we kind of like text a little bit about the L.A. Marzulli show, but like I, I'm starting to think that the L.A. Marzulli guys are right about this control and this whole system um, because they're banning people everywhere and they're only banning conservative type people. So it's like, I mean, but my alternate... all the other dirty stuff is fine. You can put child porn all over the Internet. No big deal. But you talk about, I mean, no, it's a big deal. I mean, they're more, from the articles I've read, they make a bigger deal about conservative ideas being, like, those people are getting scrubbed more so than people posting, like, illegal content, actual illegal content. Well, that, it's because, so my, my, my simpler explanation is that it's just the same thing, it's just all this pressure from, like, cancel culture, there is definitely a a zeitgeist that is is winning is is the controlling majority right now and they control the money and they are so concerned about money that they are not going to risk people they will just ban people as opposed to they're it's like they are but i think it's starting to backfire because people are leaving the sites but it's like they're so afraid i don't think it's about money because they lost i absolutely think it's about money at least a part of it or lost Twitter lost an estimated, it was a huge number, and billions of dollars banning Trump. It can't be about the money. Trump is like the gold mine for Twitter, and they banned him? It doesn't make any sense. Because they had if to. About, they had to at that had, point. No, they had to because the, the, the dudes that they sold their soul to made the phone calls. Well, that's what I'm saying. And once again, though, it does circle back to money. It all circles back to money, even because even when you're talking about like 
uh, you know, shadow government, people controlling things. It's just going to go back to money and like control. I I think it's just power. I don't think it has anything to do with money. I well, think the same money thing is with, power. with the GameStop. You know, the Robin Hood trading guys, they got the phone calls. You know, ban. You can't let people trade the stocks. You got to shut them down, and then they shut them down, and then people. It's literally going to destroy that Robin Hood app. I'm so mad I missed that. (laughs) My point is, is a lot of things happening right now don't make sense monetarily speaking. They don't. They you don't ban the biggest user you have. It doesn't matter what political agenda you have. Trump was great for Twitter. I mean, and then when they when they pulled him off. I would have to I see. Left. I, I left would, Twitter. I just I deactivated my account. I was like, "This is stupid. This is a dumb. This is a dumb website." Well, like, I don't here's want to be on. here's the thing, Nathaniel Henry. If that's <laughs> what it took to convince you Twitter was dumb, then like, dude, Twitter has been dumb. Well, it is. It, it is, is dumb. But off, it's, it is the worst of all. Somebody. It's somebody, just. Somebody. It's just like ninety-five percent blue all day long, every day. I just—it just gets boring. I'm just like, it's just the same. If all my musician friends with the same exact political beliefs, saying the same exact stuff, sharing the same exact articles, I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, at least Trump was bringing another opinion into the, and now it's just all blue all day. And I'm like, I can't do that. I just, I just anyway. But yeah, it is dumb. It is dumb. So it is Paul like. I don't even want to. I, 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 I don't even want to talk sorry. about that. It's so. It's I don't so, either. I it's don't either. So fucking dumb, dude. Um, well, my point is, is like I think that we're, I think we're crossing with social media, and the people getting banned. I think the highly rational thing is like, oh yeah, well you know, it, it's a, you know, it's just about money and power. But but man, part of me thinks that like a lot of the things i've been hearing my whole life about some of the conspiracy stuff is starting to be like it's it doesn't even feel like a theory anymore it just feels like there are these truths and they're starting to become mainstream and people are starting to scratch their heads and i think we can look for the rational answer like oh it's not really that bad it's just this no i'm not necessarily saying that i think everything's pretty fucked (laughs) (laughs) i i certainly think that but um but it's like you know the level of nefarity is what i'm what i am uh uncertain of who knows though i don't know man you know the cool thing is the (laughs) oh dang we've already gone all over the place we have gone all all over the place um (laughs) (laughs) but you and i have been texting as people listening you and i've been texting about episodes and random stuff and there's like a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of just unfinished resolved text messages and ideas and you've been listening to our show and uh i did listen to a couple of yours um i was listening to the heiser show your last heiser show and some other things so when we talk it's like there's like 50 things we've been wanting to talk about right will come out right well what's uh i did want to yeah. hear so you did talk about that you've been kind of in a what did you say that you kind of, a depressive slump. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, I mean, I've been on a like the last four years. I mean, I've been really trying to solve like my health issues. Um, 
And that was the the Lyme disease stuff. Yeah, Lyme, and I, I had there was mold in this house I was living in, and mold causes a lot of health issues and mental health issues. So I, I've been kind of going the natural, not natural path, but like I see a functional medicine doctor who doesn't just who tries to get to like the root of the issue, like, Oh, you're living in a house with mold in it. So you're going to be going insane until you get out of that house. Right. Gotcha. Um, um, there's things like that that people just don't know that are really basic, you know, like, Hey, mold is toxic. You can't live in mold. Got to get out of the house kind of thing. Right. Um, right. And so you go to a regular doctor, they don't, they're not going to test you for that. So he, it, it's cool. I've been on the health journey for the last four years. And when I take certain herbs and uh, things to like, I just, I can feel really crappy for a while, you know? Um, that's the thing about Lyme disease too, is like, you can't take, I mean, you could take like antibiotics for a little while. It helps a little bit, but it doesn't cure you. So you have to see, you have to throw everything at it. Like you can't just go traditional and you can't just take herbs. You have to kind of do, you have to kind of throw everything at it in your arsenal. So you have to see like some outside of the box kind of people when it comes to treating for certain illnesses. That's kind of what I've learned the last five years is that conventional medicine is, there's a lot of, I mean, huge gaps where they don't, you know what I mean? You're just like, they just throw drugs at you and it's like, okay, you know, why didn't I, why did I, I don't know. Like part of me wants to go like, why did I not need this drug for half my life? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, 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 right. Like what happened? Like what happened between the time I needed the drug and I didn't need the drug? Like, so I, I I'm always just want to get to the bottom of it, that, but yeah, man, I go through, I definitely will wake up and have depressed days where I'm just like, damn, depression is heavy today. And I've and either I ate something, I'm pretty in tune with it. Like I'm, I'm, I can tell there's certain things I can't eat. And if I eat them, I definitely have symptoms. What's your, what know. are your, like, how does your depression manifest? It just feels like, I know when it's really bad, I start thinking about like finances and like, I feel like the future is just this huge unsolvable puzzle. Oh yeah. Um, where like it wasn't the day before. I was actually feeling really good and optimistic about things, and then I'll wake up and then it'll be like, oh man. Yeah. Like, oh god, that's true. It's in all, and that's like, and the only thing that changed is like your perception. That's the weirdest thing. It's like, yeah. I talked about that before. Have you ever read um, Man's Search for Meaning? By Viktor Frankl. I haven't. Have you haven't. heard of it? It's the uh, he was a. I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if, if y'all haven't, he was a psychologist who was in um, psychiatrist or psychologist who was in, um, I think it was Auschwitz or one of the concentration camps. And the the book is mm. just about how to basically, um, survive in that type of environment and yeah. not go insane, and then learn to actually like have meaning oh, and joy in it. And it's it's like, it's so, because I, I can think, perception is such a crazy thing, because I've been in just, I've been in some very terrible 
situations that I can't get out of. And I've had complete, Mm. I've had days of complete joy in like, you Mm. know, the worst places. And it's just so interesting Mm. how if, which at all, I'm really trying to get back into some mindfulness stuff. Um, Mm. Because it's so it's so effective because it really is true that the only thing, the only reality is right now, and like you yeah. know, the future doesn't exist, the past doesn't exist, and yeah. this this is the only reality right now. And if you can stay yeah. here, you're fine. But like especially if you have a depressive bent, the more I exist in the future. It's like either I'm going to make it up to be this great thing and I'm going to be disappointed or I'm going to make it just completely full of fear and just like, oh, God, it's going to be yeah. awful. Yeah, I, I think the thing I've learned is there's multi, there's there's psychological and then there's physical, right? Like inflammation in your body will cause depression, anxiety, insomnia, uh, weight, you know, uh, low libido, hormone problems, all, all the above. And then there's like negative thinking patterns that your brain gets stuck in that also affect you, right? So I've, I've been coming around to that side of things, learning more in the last year and a half about, dude, if you practice mindfulness, wake up, that's a big part of it. In fact, there's a lot of people who share me things with guys who've like healed their body just by waking up and meditating for 30 minutes a day on and they would just focus on whatever ailment they had and they're they they would go to their doctor and the doctor's like you're you're cured like i don't know how you're cured he's like i just meditate for 30 minutes a day and and, and visualize my body healing itself and i'm like and they're like what so like it, it gets weird man like your brain and your body and it's all connected in this and i've i've been on both sides of things and i think that sometimes the problem is is one side swears that they're the only cure for the other side but if you're like you know scientifically speaking if you're low in b12 you're gonna have depression right you know you know you have to get your uh your vitals checked and figure out you know that stuff makes a big deal if your testosterone's in the tank for example you're gonna have low libido you're gonna have um insomnia issues and depression just testosterone so there's you know and that's but that's that's a whole podcast right but my point is like um forever i just thought it was like a chemical imbalance and now i'm like man maybe it is a little bit of negative thinking maybe it is like waking up and being mindful and being present being positive counting my blessings praying um like the things you were just talking about, but and um, I think yeah. you're I think you're dead on that it's a little bit of both because it's like w- yeah. where the body goes, the mind will follow, and like where the mind goes, the body will follow too. Like me and yeah, uh, me and some friends were talking about how like I would feel fine, and then because I've been COVID tested like a, a dozen times, and I'll feel fine, yeah. and then the the. 24 36 hours i'm waiting for the test i will start to feel worse and then Uh, when i get the test results that it's negative i feel better and i talked to um a buddy that had covid and he was like yeah i mean i really felt fine and then they told me i had covid and i started to feel terrible and it's like yeah 
it, it, it is insane. And there's, there's as every uh, drug addicted person will mm. tell you, there is like when I was withdrawing off a of heroin, like as soon as I got the phone call that my dealer was on the way, instantly felt better not sick anymore it is insane Mm. like it is so crazy Mm. like before you even get it you feel better and it just like it's just proof positive that your brain is in control of i think that's what um i think c.s lewis when he was kind of i want to say it's c.s lewis but um he was hypothesizing about like what a perfected human, like what Adam potentially could have been like. And he was saying how, just imagine if, if you had complete control over your cells, blood and everything, like you could, you could create healing. You could tell your Mm -hmm. muscles to work, your muscle fibers to fully work. You know, you basically, you could prevent aging and dying Mm -hmm. just by like, like we could do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, Tim Alvarino said that on our show. He's like, you know, human beings are degenerating. So like original humans were, you know, genetically superior than we are. Um, because we're just a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Um, and they also had more unlocked. It sounds like they had more unlocked genetics, more the weirder we get into our show. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> That stuff's interesting to me, but yeah, I think, I think that I read this book called nutrient power and he talks about depression. Have you heard of under methylators and over methylators? I have. I took the test. You took the test. So you know a lot of that. Oh yeah. I'm an under methylator. Me too. Okay. So one thing I've learned about you and I is that we also struggle with like GABA glutamate ratios. Have you read into that at all? Yep. Yep. So. If I focus on GABA, raising my GABA, I typically do better. And I know things that help raise that. If I eat things that are high in glutamate, like I cannot have soy sauce or anything like that, dude. Or I feel fresh right after I eat it. Oh, man. Maybe I need to. I, I never even. That's. See, I focus. So, yes, you're right. And, and I, I study this shit, but I. <laughs> So I know all about yeah. glutamate, but I didn't yeah. until just now think about the things that I eat causing glutamate. Oh, I'm focused on like dude, the supplements. Soy, peanuts, Wait, say it again. Peanut butters, like soy, peanut butter, nuts are really high in glutamate. Um, but I love most nuts. Proce- I know, dude. But they, I'm telling you, if I eat stuff, my wife's always like, what'd you eat? You know, because she knows me. So she's... She, she knows when I'm feeling good, and she knows the look I have on my face when I'm. She's like, "Oh man, you had some of this and this. That's probably what it is." But I'll take like taurine, and uh-huh. I'll take, I'll take a bunch of herbs that help lower your glutamate, like skullcap, lemon balm, taurine, B6. I have this whole arsenal of shit that I take with me everywhere, and if I'm feeling bad, I take some of this stuff, and I usually feel better, pretty, pretty good. And then I kind of come back, I come out of the depressed state, and I'm like. Oh yeah, I'm feeling more positive. I want to podcast again. I want to like, I want to do my life again. Um, but see, but then it's also like 2020 was very, and I don't know how conspiratorial you want to get, but there's a lot of people came on our show that dude, they're trying to lower the vibrations, and I'm like, who, who's trying to lower the vibrations? And it's like Satan and his, you know, 
his posse. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So, I mean, were we all trying to, were they all trying to depress us all? And then we like bought in because six weeks after COVID stopped, started, man, I couldn't deal with it. I was like, I'm so depressed. I'm just going to give, I'm just going to be selfish and not, and pretend it doesn't exist. I stopped washing my hands. I stopped wearing a mask. I just started just, I just forgot about it. And I thought I would rather die than, than be in the mindset I'm in right now. And it surprisingly, man, I had, I didn't have any of the anxiety you were just talking about when you were getting your tests because I just didn't, I just pretended it didn't exist and I just went on with my life and it's like I snapped out of it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't get the test and wear the mask. My wife's always like, you got to wear the mask. I'm like, I, I, I don't think they do anything. Like I saw the videos, the guys like put, he, he gets the vape and he puts the mask on and he blows the vape through the mask. And you're like, he's like, come on, you really think this is doing anything? And that, and that, and that gets into like the political side of like, wear the mask, don't wear the mask, you know? And, you know, it would be, it became a partisan issue, but for me, it became a mental health issue. It was like, I'm just going to choose to go along with my life the way I've lived my life the last 38 years. And if that makes me selfish, I'm sorry, but I, the alternative is the depression was just going to mount up and take me down. Yeah. It's been the, well, and I'm not, yeah, you, um, people are probably screaming at you right now, (laughs) but I get it without, without, uh, without assigning specific blame, I will blanket statement say this quarantine has been, I mean, I can count myself among the people that, like, it's been fucking awful. It has been really yeah. awful. Um, yeah, this has been a horrible, horrible, horrible year. And it's like, I I kind of did that thing where I was like, oh, this is fine. Everything's fine. I'm not like, this isn't affecting me. And then, like, yeah. I was like, oh, wait a minute. It, like, really is affecting me because it, oh, up, it uprooted my entire routine and social life and all that shit Mm -hmm. and it was it was like i enjoyed it at first but that's like the the part of me that wants to that is always trying to kill me the part that's like yeah man just like sit at home don't talk to anybody isolate and so for a second it's like yeah man this is great watch tv sit on your phone do nothing and Mm -hmm. then the part of me that's uh, struggling to survive is like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, call people, go somewhere. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's craziness. Um, well, it, I mean, looking back on it all, you know, more and more information is coming out about it all. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. It, I don't think I don't think the lockdowns and the isolation, everything was worth it personally i just don't well because don't they because they're growing businesses i don't think any of it was worth it because they completely they completely bun like whatever we can't this it's that's too much they bungled it though like they really they did it was like they half-assed it and so that it just extended it's like they're other countries have demonstrated there were probably more effective ways to that that could have handled it so it this will be a very interesting one to see history look back retrospectively and like this one like we did, you know. So now I guess in our generation we've had well no, so we've had we've had 
the financial market collapse and now the COVID. So these will be interesting things to look back on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I had COVID. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did because, um, I got real achy, real tired. And then I really had problems. Like I, I never had any lung issues my whole life. And then all of a sudden I was, it was really hard to breathe. And there was like a day where I was like, started getting anxiety about it. And then I was reading that, you know, niacin, which I take a lot of niacin for my other issues, um, opens up, it, 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 uh, dilates your blood vessels and helps you breathe. And it's actually a really easy way to take it. And it helps when you have issues with it. And then I, I was taking that and I was breathing and then I was taking all the other things they say to take. Because that's the thing, like when you go through Lyme disease, you become like an herbologist, you know, every herb and you've tried them all. You've yeah. tried everything. And so people, I just start going to my channels, Googling, what do you take when you have COVID, right? And everyone, there's like this whole, this is the thing that most people don't realize. There's a whole arena of people who have taken every herb known to mankind and they share it all with other people. And your doctor will laugh at these websites, but I swear to God, they've saved my life. And people think it's all just crazy, like, oh, you know, just a bunch of people. And I'm like, no, no, no. People have suffered hell. I mean, people who have Lyme disease been hell, and they get no relief going to their doctor. And so they search the, they search for anyone who said, I tried this, it helped. And, and that's what I did. And so, you know, I think in my, <laughs> the thing that's been best for me is being your own advocate. Like, yeah, it's going to come. No, one's going to come save you. No one's going to help you you know, get some firewood, like people in Texas right now. Like I had a wood stove. The first thing I put in my house in East Nashville was I bought a wood stove and I put it in my house. I'm like, people, if you live in anywhere that's cold, get a damn wood stove and, and save some wood because <laughs> yeah. your power goes out, you're screwed. And people, yeah. are, people are dying because they have put all their eggs in. Like someone's going to come save me if, if my power goes out. And I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> have a backup i maybe that's just the way i think about everything like nobody's coming to save me if i don't go out there and find an answer or a clue or something i've always just been you know like i never thought a record label was going to sign my band so i was like shit we gotta go we just gotta make it happen we have to do it no one's gonna do it for us there's downside to that that personality trait that i have but there's an upside which is like you know what i mean like i in a time, I'll, I'll, I'm the people you want to call because I'm going to be like, no, Nate's got, he, Nate's probably got, like, he's probably got a generator. He's probably got 300, got some water. He's probably got food. You know what I mean? He's ready, you know? Yeah. Um, I need I mean, to be, just, I yeah. need to be more ready because I definitely would have been in the camp of like completely screwed. <laughs> so, because yeah. like we don't have, um, and I totally, it's on, I mean, my excuse is like, I still rent a house. It's like, that is always on my plan yeah. of like, and my wife's getting better at growing food. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yep. I really See? need to, I really need to get some, yeah, I need to get some like water filtration and things that's and like a basic your, bug out yeah. kit. Yeah. Bug out kit, garden. I mean, it's just fun. This stuff's good for you and it gets you off the internet. It gets you out of your head. It gets you like your hands in the soil. 
you start learning about other things. I got chickens. I get my kids into it. I mean, the first thing I wanted to do was get out of debt, like right out of the band. I was like, so I just bought this shitty old house and I was like, okay, I don't know what, I don't, I had never fixed up anything, but I was like, damn it. I'm going to learn, you know? Um, yeah. But a lot of, I don't know. That's the thing about being in the band was just like, we were, I mean, we were just, struggling day in and day out so i was used to the struggle i was used to the grind you know uh-huh. um but when it comes to health and when it comes to to covid and all these things like i know a lot of people like literally half my friends like won't talk to me because i know they think that i'm too far extreme with the covid thing um most of my musician friends think i'm nuts and that's fine i've accepted that i i think that they think that I'm conspiracy, conspiracy crazy. And I just, it's sad to me. They've written me off. They think I'm nuts, but I think COVID was, 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 was like 5% virus and 95% political. Um, that's just where I'm at with it. I think they used it and I think it was real. I think it was an issue for some people, but I do not think 95% of our response to it was worth it by any means, but that's, yeah, what's, what's the quote? I mean, ne- never waste a good disaster. Well, I can't remember the quote. It's like some politician quote. Never, never waste a good um, something. But yeah, yeah. And then like all these articles are like, oh yeah, the hydroxychloroquine actually was working. But yeah, we we, we kind of banned that from being spread around. Oh, why? Because they wanted. You know what I mean? They. They, they oh, I just I just shot up Clorox and I've been real good. <laughs> I lost an arm, but other than uh, that, I am good to go, bro. Um, oh man, yeah. Anyway, well, I piss off everyone. So. Yeah, and that's well. That's what I was gonna say. Was like, here, here, here. Here's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. we like. I don't like. I don't understand having to write people off just because. Because it's like it's not like you're you're like being like. I fucking believe this, therefore you have to believe this too. And if you don't, we're not friends anymore. It's just like whatever, man. Yeah. Like, have your thoughts. I have my thoughts. Like, whatever. Like, I don't. It doesn't have to well, be a. That's the other thing I don't like about recent history is the severing of ties over. I'll, I don't know over I, don't, I was gonna say non-essential issues but I guess some people do think these are essential but uh, I guess the severing of ties over like politics which is just like what dude <laughs> like, well I mean for okay so to all fairness I was like pretty anti-Trump before the Trump era you know um, I was kind of in the Bernie Sanders camp for a while there and dude the last four years I've seen, and then I kind of came around on Trump. I'm like, yeah, I don't, this guy's act like, you know, like that's a whole nother podcast. We're not that getting is. into that. I, but oh. I didn't hate <laughs> Trump anymore. I didn't hate him anymore. In fact, I thought the system was like, even my wife said one day, she's like, is it just me or is every single article always anti-Trump all the time? I said, yeah, it is. And she's like, I, I, I can't stop saying it. I'm like, I know it's weird. But my point is, I, all my friends, all my musician friends, every dude I toured with was just saying the most vile things about this guy every day, day in and day out. I didn't, I didn't unfollow one of them. They were like, this guy is an effing moron, blah, 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 every day. 
And then as soon as I was like, I don't hate this guy, actually think that he's doing some good stuff. We haven't been to war in four years. That's pretty damn good. We didn't go to war. Come on, guys. They're like, get the hell out. You know, they disown me. I mean, I have friends disown me because I, they're like, you're a racist, you know, blah, blah, blah. The whole narrative that if, you're, if you like Trump, you're a racist, moron, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, the last guy I did vote for before this was Bernie Sanders, but whatever. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know yeah, me better than I know Yeah, but it doesn't myself. count anymore because yeah. you said yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, you see, spoke I'm words. I've been listening to your vile crap for, for four years, and I never once. I thought, yeah, oh, that's he's a, heated yeah, right now. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I mean, people drop. I mean, just look at the comparison between Obama and Trump. I mean, people loved Obama. Obama was on the cover of every magazine. There was T-shirts everywhere. And Trump was just hated. I mean, just hated. Yeah. If you, yeah, well, fuck you that, know. dude. But <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying, though. Um, See, I, yeah. I mean, I, I just look at it completely differently. I don't think there are I don't know. I have more of a like. There's a system that that was challenged. Like, sure, Trump put his foot in his mouth by tweeting and stuff. But I think overall, what what it was to me was he was challenging the system that hasn't been challenged since JFK, which is another podcast. It is another podcast. Um, I gotta go eat dinner so, now, man. Yeah, I know, dude. That was a freaking. Phone call and a half. Like people are like, what? You're happy? I know. Just deal with it. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone's still, if anyone, yeah. if anyone made it through, send me an email. Trace another drug. Gmail.com. Uh, Patreon.com. Slash Trace another drug. See you all next week.
sing with 